0: Scent World is an original series presented by Scentbird, a fragrance subscription service that brings you luxury designer scents every month for $16.95. Unlock 50% off your first month at Scentbird.com. Welcome back to Scent World, a show that explores the power of expressing yourself through Scent. Today, we're featuring Vicken Arslanian, the refounder of Commodity, based in Inglewood, New Jersey. The story begins with a text message. While sitting at the beach, Vicken hears that Commodity has shut down and is looking for a new owner. It's 2019, and by then, the company had made its mark on the industry as the first direct-to-consumer fragrance brand. Launching with a Kickstarter crowdfunding campaign in 2013, it more than doubled its goal, became Sephora's rising star, and just as quickly as it grew, Commodity found its future hanging in the balance. Vican decides to buy the brand, and with decades of experience as a fragrance distributor, turns it around. In this episode, he sits down with Benny Campa, who runs product design at Scentbird, He explores how the art of perfumery can be more intuitive, an innovative idea inspired by skin scents, and why he doesn't believe in what he calls the Oprah effect. Build slow for the long haul with Vikan Arslanian on Scent World.
1: We're going to get into the story of commodity in a second, but I want to learn a little bit more about Euro perfumes and
2: how that influence, like, how do you do both at the same time? I'm <laughs> it seems crazy. <laughs> well, what's really funny is that commodity is kind of a side hustle right now. You know, it's a massive side hustle. But yes, you know, we, um, we represent about, I would say 22 amazing brands, um, artistic, artisanal niche brands in America. It's something we've been doing for 20 years. Um, you know, it's just great brands. Um, you know, we love it. Um, and so, yes, that's actually our main. So commodity is
1: the side hustle. It's a side hustle. So that's, is it like hardcore work then? Cause you're doing an extra brand.
2: Yeah. It's like a, you know, I'm after I'm 50. I know it doesn't look like it. Me too. Like nice. Yeah. there. Okay. So I'm 50 <laughs> and I'm, I'm right back to startup world. So yes, it's a hundred. It's a full-time job. Euro perfumes, full-time job commodity. So a long time being in your
1: Euro perfumes before you knew about commodity, which launched in 2013. Correct. So when they launched, were you aware of, that launch and the Kickstarter and all those things?
2: I wasn't aware of the Kickstarter. I, you know, bumped into them in Sephora because we had oh, yeah. a brand called Juliet has a gun, uh-huh, which is kind of one. our, yep, one of our, you know, great brands, our yeah. first brands. And so as we were building Juliet in Sephora, I started bumping into this brand. I'm like, hmm, in the corner of my eye, I'm like, what's this? What's going on? Then I found out that, that, you know, they launched on Kickstarter um, and it was just something I Kind of kept my eye on like the corner of my eye every time uh, I would go into the store.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It kept your eye, why, just because of the interest in their their fragrances or what yeah, they were doing? It
2: was, look, you're so at Euro Perfumes, we represent again 20 brands. And each one, not Juliet has a gun, but you know, from there we we got another brand and another brand. And it was more expensive and then more opulent and yeah. then more gold and then more crystal. It was just like building upon, you know, this kind of exclusivity niche. Mm. Um and you know, exclusivity means that you exclude people, right? So you you it's not meant for everyone. And what I liked about commodity was like, here are these guys who are creating great fragrances and are more accessible, more inclusive, simple, simpler to understand, more intuitive, more elemental. Um, I was slightly jealous, to be honest with you. Oh wow. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Cool. So out of all the brands
1: that were, were out there, that one caught your attention and made you like jealous the most
2: out of some of these other yeah. ones that you had interest in. Yeah, because they were playing, you know, I always say that when we started, we kind of made our own sandbox because we didn't want to compete with some of the larger, not that we didn't want to, we couldn't, let it, let's be honest, I couldn't compete with the bigger ones. So yep, we yep. created our own business in a sense, our own sandbox of, of business. Yeah. And and they were coming into into our sandbox and doing it well. Yeah. And yeah. so yeah. I wasn't yeah. I wasn't jealous in a bad way, like envious, yeah, envious. yeah, thing. yeah, yeah, you know I want to yeah,
1: that's cool. so like happy for them. Yeah. envious is a good word, so then, let's walk through what happened with commodity, I believe in two thousand and nineteen, they shut down. I want to hear a little bit of history of of how and why that happened. I guess there's a famous story of you getting a phone call on a beach talking about an opportunity. let's let's live in that world for a little while and tell me what happened with commodity and how did it feel to to be on a beach vacationing, maybe in Italy, and getting this, getting this phone call? Like, sure, like I'll yeah.
2: I'll buy this. Wasn't that glamorous? Let, <laughs> let me go back first. Yeah, please. To to March of two thousand nineteen. Okay, m- more or less. Um, I was on LinkedIn and I I connected with the investor of of commodity. Actually, I didn't connect. I stalked, <laughs> and so I, he didn't reply back to my connection on LinkedIn, and I just sent him a you know message like, hey. Uh, I'm so-and-so, I do this, that, the other thing. If you ever want a collaboration. Oh, cool. Yeah, you know, I'm here. Yeah. Because, I don't know, I just felt like I'm just putting myself out yeah, there I love it. thing, right? I do it all the time. Like yeah, daily. me too. Daily. And so, nothing, of course, crickets, right? <laughs> nothing is easy for me. Uh, and I totally forgot about it. Uh, and I don't know what my intention was. I was like, eh, maybe we can do something domestically, internationally, I have no idea. You wrote him through LinkedIn? Through LinkedIn. Okay, got yeah, it. It's still unanswered, by the way. <laughs> If You're if you're watching, <laughs> um, and so I'm on the beach, it was not Italy, it was the Jersey Shore. I oh. live in New Jersey and I'm proud of the Asbury Park's my I'm, jam, I'm proud of it. So, yeah. Jersey Shore on the beach, get a text message actually, okay, hey, we're so and so company, you know, this brand commodity, I've ever heard of it, are you interested in buying it? And I'm like, uh, hey, I'm at the beach, that's yes.
1: it, just a, just a- Cold text out of nowhere. Cold
2: text out of nowhere. I don't know how they got my information. I'm assuming Mr. LinkedIn guy told the lawyers that hey, there's a. I don't know. I have no idea. Wow, yeah. Maybe I'm famous. Maybe I'm not. (laughs) I have no idea. Someone's
1: watching you with binoculars. He's at the beach.
2: Maybe, maybe. Right. So I'm like, I turn to my wife. I'm like, "Um, what do you think? She's like, okay. I don't even know if she was listening to me. Right. He's like, yeah. I'm like, yes. Okay. Great. Uh, I'm on vacation. I'll be back on Monday. I'll call you then. But right
1: away you voice.
2: 100% Hundred percent interesting 100%, 100%. thing. Hundred percent because you knew the brand already. You were envious of what they were doing. You know what I like it I liken it to? Um, you know, like you live in the city or you live in a wherever suburban neighborhood and you, you know, I used to commute to the city like a hundred years ago and there was a building which I really liked. I was like, if if there was ever an office in that building available, I'm gonna I'm gonna grab it. Yeah, yeah. Cause you know it. Or you're in a neighborhood, you're like, Shh. I love those houses sure. there, Victoria, whatever. Totally. Right? You're like, if a house ever came up on that street. I'm going to I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to jump on it, right? Yep. It was like that. It was like I had it was just I, I don't know, I just like kind of thought about it. I'm like, "Yes." Yeah. That was it. Um we came back and he um started the, you know started the process. I've never bought anything like this before. I've built everything, right? So I've built my business. I have no idea how it works.
1: So when you say with Euro Perfumes when you bring these artisanal brands into the portfolio, are you buying the rights to that Are you buying that company? Are you buying the rights to that fragrance? No. So the,
2: so the world of the distributor, I'm a distributor is, you know, I don't want to be like, whoa, to me or anything. Right. But we don't (laughs) own the brands. We represent them in America. Got it. Got it. Okay. And so we are tasked. It's a big deal. We are tasked with building their brand in America. Mm -hmm. Many brands are off kind of like hands off. They're like, here it is. Go do your thing. Mm. Um, So we have to build those brands as if they're our brands, but they're not. So, you have somewhat of creative
1: freedom to do that then and
2: build it as you see what would work? Zero. Oh, wow. No, no, no. I don't mean create. We have to fight for it. Okay. Because the brands want the brand DNA. Mm. And, you know, we're very American. And then there's this kind of like battle of how to make things work.
1: So, they're clients in a sense, somewhat? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yes.
2: It's a collaboration. Let me be polite about it. It's a collaboration. collaboration. We love what we're doing. Cool. um, And we build those brands in America. But we've never. I should say we've never owned a brand. There is a. Commodity was a first. There's a history. Maybe we'll get into it today. Okay. There's a history before Europe perfumes, but all of our brands are not ours. We yeah. represent them. God. We take care of them. We love them, but they're not ours. Cool. But it, now, Commodity is
1: yours. Now, Commodity that's is ours. A, that's a pretty fun thing. It's super fun.
2: Yeah. Uh, the most fun is because, you know, d- building a distribution business in America. Has been really interesting. It's extremely difficult. There are very few distributors in America, right? And it's different than the rest of the world. Um, everything is different in America than the rest in, in this industry um, than the rest of the world. So when we had ideas, which we let's say politely debated with our brands, like, hey, I have this idea, you know, I want to take a fragrance and dangle it from the, you know, from the <laughs> Empire State Building, yeah, and they're like, no, 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 this doesn't. We're not. That's not on brand for mm. us. We
1: couldn't do it. So now do whatever you want. Yeah. It's fun. That's, that's amazing. So when you got that text and you started the process, tell me a little bit about what you and your team did to understand why commodity shut down in the first place and how much of a homework assignment was that? Like, what were they rock bottom? Was there, were you starting from scratch? Was it another startup to do? How much was there to quote unquote,
2: like fix to bring back up? Um, so Okay, first of all, I have a philosophy in business, which is, you know, this. I'm not really a nice guy, but nice guys, this idea that nice guys finish last is totally, I don't believe in it at all, right? So nice guys finish first all the time. So the first thing I did was actually contact the ex CEO. And I was like, hey, listen, Ash, um, if you're going to, if you're interested in buying the brand, right? Because imagine you build a brand. And, you know, it goes belly up. You may be like, listen, let me buy it. Let me get some investors and buy it myself, right? So I said, listen, if you're in on this, I'm out. Like, I'm not gonna do it, out oh. of respect, right? Yep, yeah. He's like, nope, thank you so much. Love that. Um, but that, you know, goes to show afterwards, he was appreciative of that. So I said, tell me what happened. He's like, no, I'm not in, first of all. I'm not gonna do it. And I said, tell me what happened. And essentially it was what I suspected. It's just kind of, it, it, you know, it was a victim of its success. it Just grew very fast. And to be honest with you, I think if they just stuck around like 6 more months, they would have been fine. As it was a, it's like a scaling issue. Most businesses, I think if you if you and if this was a business podcast, you would interview, <laughs> they would say, listen, every business goes through a tipping point. 1 year, 2 years, 3 years, whatever for certain brands. Fragrances take a little bit longer. And 5 years is the number. So they launched in 2013. That's that's the Kickstarter, but really they started in 2015. Yeah. In real life, or fourteen, let's say five years from two thousand fourteen is two thousand nineteen. Yeah, and if they just stuck around uh, a little bit wow. longer, wow, wow. I mean, really, if the five year is the tipping point for, mm. for, for 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 fragrance brands. And so, what I liked about it was that it was it closed down, uh, frozen in time. Whereas many brands decline, decline, decline. This was like on its way up ah. and then lights out. Yep. So So they're like in that limbo there. Yeah. So, so it wasn't any, there was no negative, you know, stuff going on there. It was fantastic. So we actually, I started out creating my own brand in 1999. Yeah. Talk to me a little bit about that. And so, so I, I graduated as an architect. That's my profession. Sweet. Yes. And I worked for a year, Uh, but I grew up in the perfume world with, you know, with my family and my father and so on. Um, And after a year, again, one of these like not thought out. So I'm like, I think I'm just gonna make my own brand. And I created my own brand. And I- of, of fragrances? Of fragrance. it was called Fleurage. It was all about flowers and my father loved flowers. And so I created this brand called Fleurage. We used master perfumers, beautiful bottle, the whole nine yards, right? Um, a year and a half into it, I lost a million and a half dollars. Dun, dun, dun. Oh, yeah, so um, it was really dark period of my life at that point. Um,
1: did you just completely give up architecture studying being did, in that world? I did.
2: I did. My wife was an architect. Okay. So I was like, oh, that's, you know, I'll, I'll get fulfilled <laughs> yeah. through her in that <laughs> respect. And I started making my own brand and I, I was like, you know, I sent it to Nordstrom. I was like, hey, here's a sample. And they just faxed me an order for $80,000. Wow. I mean, can you imagine that? No. I was like 22? Wow. No, 23, whatever. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. And- so. I-
1: how does one go about creating a fragrance if you have never done it before and you're, you're 22 years old, I'm going to build my own brand. I'm going to build my own fragrance. This is, tell me like, this is what I want that to smell like. What, where
2: does that inspiration come from? Well, two different questions, right? Okay. So how do you, how do you make a fragrance or make a, like do something that you don't know, or how do you make it smell? Let's, this two part yeah. answer. Let's so, start with the out yeah, first one. So the first one, you know, what most people, again, I'm, I'm, Actually, a 50% lover of perfume and 50% lover of business, actually, entrepreneurship. I really, really enjoy that part of it, right? And so one of the things that I learned early, early on is that, um, you know, you don't need to peacock. Like, if you go to somebody and say, look, I have no idea what I'm doing, but I want to make a microphone. Tell me how this foam is made. Yeah. And what is this metal? Why are all mics with this zigzag? You know, like, is this a traditional thing? Is there a reason why it's like this? Yeah, And people will tell you the answer. Mm. And, and they appreciate the fact that you begin with, I have no clue what I'm doing. Yeah, curiosity. Now a trick, a trick to that is you kind of go to, like if you really want to work with someone, go to somebody else first, <laughs> <laughs> ask them all those questions so that when you get to the one you want to work with, you're a little bit more knowledgeable. Educated, yeah. Um, but if you, literally in anything in the world, you'd be surprised how people want to help educate you. Not they want to share you, that knowledge, share that knowledge. Yeah. And so it was a lot of that. Like, I don't know what I'm doing. Tell me how to do it. What's best practices? Cool. What does Cal and Klein do? What does Estee Lauder do? Mm. What do they do? We'll do the same thing. That's smart. Right? So well, that's how it was. Yeah. Um, in terms of making fragrance, that's the big question. That's the real big question. And I was lucky enough to have a master perfumer wh- work with us, who's now retired mm. back then. Um, But I remember my father who was in this business at the time asked one of the master perfumers, his name is Thierry Wasser. He's now working for a big company. Um, he said, you know, what makes a successful fragrance? And of course everybody in the room is like a boardroom of people and (laughs) you know, mostly whatever. Um, (laughs) and they, you know, they're all giving their answers about marketing and so on. And then it gets to this guy and he says, you know what? And he goes, it's like you're in Las Vegas. He's like, you pull the trigger. If the three cherries come, you win, and if they don't, you don't. I mean, what he meant was you can have the best bottle, the best juice, the best everything. sometimes doesn't they don't connect, yeah, it's like in the movies, you'll the sure. best cast the best everything. doesn't work sometimes yeah. Yep, right? yep. and so
1: there's a little bit of luck there in what the customer is looking for, more and or does, less. It, does it catch on?
2: And that's why, you know, that's why it's a very democratic process. Imagine you made a fragrance today, right? I want to. And you want to, and you should do it. And you make that fragrance and you come to me or anybody here in the room and you, you know, you spray it on their hand. They're either going to be nice to you and say they like it or someone's going to be like, "Mm, not for me. Right. And you're going to get hurt. You are going to get hurt. Yeah. Oh, my God. (laughs) Uh, uh." It takes time to get over that. Right. You have to understand that. You know, there's like 50 different types of jeans, totally. different face, shoes. Like it's it's a wardrobe. Fragrance is a wardrobe and you can't take it personally. And so when people ask, how do you make a successful fragrance? It's about the constant development of like, I have an idea. I have a name. I have a uh, a juice. I have this concept and you put it out there. Does it work? You'll see. Don't know. It's And you can't take it personally if it doesn't. And so guess what? Mine didn't work. 22 years ago, you know, when I made my fragrance, um, in 1999, it was at that time priced at like 90 bucks. Okay. Where everything else was 60 or whatever, 70, whatever it was, I don't remember. And it was by, you know, it was artistic. It wasn't a fashion house. It was exclusively distributed. So it had all the elements of what today is called a niche brand, Yeah, but that word didn't exist back then. Right.
1: So bringing on all these niche brands onto Europe perfumes, getting that text on the beach to buy commodity, knowing you're saying yes, I want to do this. Um, uh, just describe to me like the first day, first week, first month. What's it like to go into headquarters? I don't know wherever they are and understand the factory. All right, we gotta we gotta start again. Like, what do you do? How do you start building that up from something that just paused, stalled there? So
2: that's a good question. I was very insistent on getting the. Instagram account of commodity that was a big deal. Like I don't care about inventory. I didn't care about anything except the Instagram account, because if you look back at the feed, pre what we you know what we did, the engagement of the commodity customer uh, was incredible. So positive, so engaging. It was like thirty thousand, whatever it was, twenty thousand people. And I said, you know what? Uh, so I wanted it, which I got. And I you know logged in. I'm like, I hope the password works. <laughs> it worked. And so. Um, I said, you know what? It's going to take me a year to like, re- I got to go find this inventory. Is there any inventory? I do not even know. Oh wow. All right, so I knew that I'm just buying the name at that point. Mm-hmm. So like that's all I'm buying is the name and the formulas of the fragrances. Yes. Right. Yes. That's the worst case scenario. And that's basically what I got plus the Instagram. Um, and so I said, all right, it's going to take me a year to get up and running again, but all these people have been in the dark now for already for six months. I'm going to lose them if I go another year without talking to them. Yeah. So again, yeah. not thought out, not like a big playbook. I was like, you know what? We're gonna make a docu-series. I'm just gonna start filming everything that we're doing. Cool. At least let them see what we're doing, mm. right? I first began with like, you know, I was like knocking on the camera, like, hey, you know, we bought this brand. And that was our first post on Instagram. Is this thing on? Take 7,500. You're probably wondering who I am. My name is Vikan Arslanian. And just like you, I was a big fan of commodity fragrances. And just like you, I was super sad and surprised when the brand shut down. What was April the time between year. the last now, post and that first,
1: first, first post? References. How many?
2: March. March. August, to October, November. Oh, okay. Oh, a few yeah, months. So six, like six seven months. Oh, well, yeah. yeah. And, and I'm like, listen, you don't know who I am. That's the first post. I'm like, knocking. I'm like, <laughs> <Yeah>. you don't <laughs> hey know who guys, I am. I'm here. I'm like, I bought this brand. I've never done this before. So we're going to do it together. Love All it. Right? And people are like, this is incredible. Love it. Love it. It was only like 10 seconds long. Then the second episode was called London Calling, which I filmed. So remember the story that I texted the CEO, Ash, and then he was nice. I yep. said, Ash, can I come meet you? Tell me more about this. So I filmed the whole process of going to London, meeting him, meeting the design team, just meeting a whole bunch of people. And so that spawned the docuseries, which really bought us time. We're like, let's, keep, let's just keep them in the loop. And the docuseries, which is on our site, goes through us trying to find the inventory trying to, you know, the team reveal, we told our whole office, they had no idea. Wow. That's cool. So, Is that
1: that Commodity TV?
2: That's Commodity TV. It's on our website. So there's like nine episodes and it goes through all the phases of what we went through. That's beautiful that as you're
1: discovering what's going on with the brand, you're filming it in real time so people can
2: discover along with you. That's a wonderful idea. And it was really like uh, the lag time was whatever, a couple of weeks. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't like six months later. Uh, It was really pretty live. And the engagement on that was was sick honestly i couldn't believe it you Ooh, know i'm wow. expecting like who's this doofus whatever <laughs> yeah. nothing people were like so nice so supportive really really it was really I, incredible i'm sure in the in the commodity community and the
1: fragrance community in general people knew who you were so when you did that little tap like oh it's fucking
2: awesome i mean industry people Yeah. but not you know not the regular consumer yeah. not the sephora customer yeah, they don't yeah. really know what distribution is mm. you know, they just care like your product's in sephora they don't know the back most so, people don't really know the backstory.
1: So same as what Scentbird is doing with Scentworld, trying to educate and inform customers about the world of fragrance. You guys are doing the same. Let us tell you how this works. Yeah, that's amazing.
2: Yeah, and it's 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 fantastic. I mean, this is what they want. So with
1: um with commodity, we have uh, scent space. Mm-hmm. And really fascinating for me because um, being at Scentbird, and I love fragrances, and I buy my own all the time, just bottles, finding the right amount that I want to wear uh, is important. I'm usually in the, like the, the plus area, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. what I like kind of sometimes in the expressive, but usually the plus I, w- I want to, I want my smell to be there before I walk into them. Not that much, but a lot of, I love vetiver, I love patchouli, leather, all these things, pepper, um, talk to us about, what, about scent space a little bit. That was your baby, your
2: idea. Yeah. And, and no one's ever done this before. So the, the scent space is like a 20 year, you know, making. Thesis, right? It it form. I don't want to get too complicated, but it's like twenty years of stuff going on in my mind, right? So we went from again in America. I'd go into a room, and I'm to present, right? I'm going to present a brand in a room in a store, mm. and sometimes you have got people like, please don't, please don't spray in here, please, don't, like arms out for you who are just listening. My arms are like, you know, like <laughs> arms out. They don't want me to spray, so there's this like aversion to fragrance, mm. right? So, so technically. America, with whatever, 350 million people, consumes a little bit less fragrance than France of 80 million people. Mm. Don't, you know, yeah. fact check my numbers, more or less. Right? <laughs> yep. So that means that everybody in France basically wears fragrance, mm. essentially some kind of fragrance. And in America, it's a fraction of the people that actually wear fragrance, yeah. right? So there's many people that didn't want strong fragrances. They don't want to be smelled, right? So there was that one factor. Another factor is you travel the world and people are like, oh, if you go to the Middle East, they want stronger fragrances. If you go to America, they want fruity florals. If you go to Asia, they want pink. These ridiculous stereotypes, which are all ridiculous, by the way. I agree. Right? Last thing was this terminology, right? So there's eau de toilette, there's eau de parfum. Okay, are you ready for this one? I can never pronounce that right, by the way. Tell (laughs) me what you think parfum de toilette is. I mean- Yeah. Yeah, I know. It's okay. sound, yeah. So I don't know. I mean, it, it's all rooted in, in technicalities, of course, percentage of oils. I don't want to dismiss all of it, right? But I think it kind of derailed over the years. There's parfum cologne, which makes absolutely yep. no sense, right? And there's a possibility that
1: possibly cultures in America, they're just not educated on all those different things. So to
2: them, it's confusing and then they won't buy it. They don't buy it. It's false confusion. And then you get someplace like, is it Eau de Parfum? Yeah. It's not, I, I'm not gonna buy it. Like, uh. They're like, uh, 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 hands out again. Like, I'm mm. not gonna buy it if it's not Eau de Parfum, but why not? Yeah, well, do yeah. You, you know? So on one hand, you're telling them you don't want to smell strong or you want the smells. So there was a lot of, you know, um, I shouldn't say a lot, it's not like it's on CNN every day, but I mean, <laughs> you know, it is, in our industry, there was a bit of confusion as far as I was concerned. For sure. And more importantly, there's, you know what I understood was that people were disappointed in their fragrances sometimes, not from an olfactory point of view, not from the smell, but from the performance, right? So I, I want a strong fragrance, right? So you'll talk to some people, they won't even start smelling, like you're saying you're in the plus range. You didn't say, uh, first, you didn't say I like Woody, you said I like in the strong range. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And some people say I only want personal fragrances, yeah, yeah. right? My wife being one of them, right? We have 4,000 references in our warehouse, mm. different references. Mm. And she was like, Still, I, I'm not going to spread. I don't want to smell it. I don't want, don't put it on my wrist. Don't put it on my hand. <laughs> you know, like completely like that. So the, I, I realized that, you know, it's really important to give people control over the projection of their fragrances, mm. not necessarily just the scent, yep. but the projection of the scent. And the projection is controlled by really the concentration, let's say, let's mm-hmm. say. But people didn't understand that. Many people didn't understand it. Um, and so we just reused different words. We kind of threw out eau de toilette, eau de parfum, parfum. It goes much deeper, but we re-categorized it with mm-hmm. personal, which is the lightest, expressive, which is the middle, and bold, which is the strongest. So. The interesting thing is that every one of our fragrances comes in these three categories, yep. right? So personal, expressive, and bold. So you know, this will scent space work? Will it not work? Eighteen fragrances. Is anybody going to understand this? I mean, mm. so much performance anxiety going on, right? Yeah, because you're you're kind of like tripling what you're making. Tripling what you're making. Um, I'll get more in detail about the scents themselves, but we launched in October, so we had made this discovery kit of all eighteen fragrances. Yeah, I've seen the boxes. It's they're gorgeous. Thank you. Beautiful. And we made a brochure inside. So you know this kind of conventional wisdom that we like snippets of information today. Yes. We don't read, you know, pictures or whatever. So this is a <laughs> I think it's 22 pages. Maybe it's 18, I don't know, something like that. <laughs> but it's massive catalog, right? Mm-hmm. It's it's total opposite of what you would think someone should do, like bits of information. We overloaded information and we're like, you know, is anybody gonna, is anybody gonna read this? Yeah, <laughs> What's yeah. gonna happen? Yeah. What was amazing was that when we sent out these discovery kits to people and people bought them and we launched, you know, on October of two thousand and one, people were taking pictures of the catalog, of not just the discovery kit but the catalog because They're of like, how beautiful. Well, because of how explanatory it was. Uh, so like, we really get it. We uh. really understand it. This is amazing, and they were regurgitating our expressive, personal, and bold sense-based concepts.
1: And that makes sense because if it had never been done before, you do have to educate on correct. what exactly
2: you're doing and what it what it means. And I was really, really happy. You know, we all, as confident as people are, we all have insecurities. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know about anybody else. I do, right? Yeah. So, so you know, is it gonna work, is it not gonna work? And we were thrilled that people loved the concept. But what was most interesting? What was most interesting is that while the concept first started about a personal collection of skin scents and so on, it was like, all right, we know the middle ones, Expressive are great. I wanna make skin scents. Let's say you're a nurse or something. Mm-hmm. You don't wanna like suffocate your patient, you know, with with fragrance. You want a personal fragrance. You put it on, you can smell it, but you don't want someone else to really smell it, right? So who do I go to first? My darling wife. I'm like, all right, here we go. Here's the personal fragrances. Guess what she's wearing now? Bold. Oh, really? (laughs) How did that happen? How did that happen? So we realized that we don't expect people to buy all 18 or three or whatever. It's the kind of paradox of choice, I guess. It's like having the choice or the kind of democratic ability to choose for yourself gives you a sense of comfort. You're like, all right, you're not shoving this down my throat. For sure. I can do what I, I want have to now. opportunity to
1: choose for myself. Choose for
2: myself. And that's fascinating, fascinating, fascinating. So people, I don't know, some people like bold, some people like personal, some people mix them. And while I do gravitate
1: towards bold, I like to wear fragrances all the time. So if I'm in a car with someone, I might go to personal only because I don't want to, or even on a plane or the train, for instance, I don't want to be crazy to smell up the whole train. I might want to do that one day. Right. But for now, I want to keep it to myself. So you can gauge your experiences and find the scent that's
2: right for you based on those experiences. Exactly. I mean, I when I take my mother somewhere on a road trip, not road trip, like a half an hour trip somewhere, I have to call her an, uh, an hour in advance and say, don't spray your fragrance. You're <laughs> going to be in the car with me. So, you uh, know, she's wearing these classic florals, jasmines and really right. strong stuff. I'm like, don't, please. I'm like, mom please don't spray because I can't in the car. It's just like lot. you mentioned, it's too much. Yeah. Yeah. And so you make a good point. I mean, there's different occasions for these different things, but one last thing I'll say is that in the last 10 years, it's amazing how the plus, the bold, the beast mode, the more is more. I mean, it's gone <laughs> out of control. I was going to ask you, do people,
1: are you seeing data that people gravitate towards one of the three? It's
2: by a region of the world. Okay. Um, but by I mean, right now, the the biggest part of the collection is the expressive collection, but that's because it's also been around the longest. If, if I have to guess, if you told me, listen, you have no choice, you have a gun to your head, you have to get rid of everything. I'd keep the bold collection. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's that, that's how much it's going towards the markets going towards that direction today.
1: Well, it's, it's just, it's just so, oh, you know, it's good. They want to make a statement. Yeah. So the, so did you do expressive first and then add the other two or were they launched all at the same time?
2: No. So, for, so first of all, there's 19 fragrances, right? So, so one of the episodes is called a chopping block and you should watch that. That oh. was kind of the best, best one because we got the most love, hate, hate, but not hate, <laughs> right? Type yeah, of thing. Yeah. So we set this table up and I said, we brought two senior members of our yeah. team. Now, remember, Whoa, you know, yeah. when we hire people, first of all, I never yeah. hire for Europe perfume. Yeah, I never, they're never not hire my favorite. the industry. <laughs> I'm always hiring non-industry people. So they come to our office. I'm like, what do you, you know, where do you get your fragrance? It's like, oh, we get it at a department store, Macy's, whatever. Like four weeks into it, they're fragrance snobs. Mm. Like if it's not harvested, you know, in the moonlight with whatever, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Crystals. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, they're not wearing it anymore. It's finished, right? So anyway, we sat down with the two senior people. I'm like, listen, Jennifer, Elaine, we're not going to argue. We're going to do speed dating. We're going to smell everyone. We're all going to say yay or nay. That's it. So we took 19 fragrances, sprayed it. We're like yes, no, yes, no, and we basically chopped everything except four fragrances from the whoa, whole collection. Whoa. Yes, that's why we got a lot of hate, right? Yeah. Oh, so, okay. Yes, and but so you,
1: but you were you were curating. I mean, this is this is your vision, right? This is what you're building. So you're curating what. Well, that's a forward, polite way of saying you know? it. That's a nice way of <laughs> saying it.
2: I was chopping. Yeah. You are saying curating. The end result is we kept four fragrances. Look, we kept everything in the what we call the archives. If you still want those fragrances, okay. you, can, you can have them. Cool. But we weren't going to focus on those fragrances, mm-hmm. right? So we kept gold, book, velvet, and moss. Yeah. Okay? Love those fragrances. Yeah. And then we brought back an old, um, old, but kind of a previous fragrance called Paper, which yep. was an Isoe Super, which... They didn't give enough time for it to work, and so they discontinued it. I brought that back. Cool. And we developed a new one called Milk, Mm -hmm. which we'll talk about in a second. So all of our fragrances begin at that expressive level, which we feel is the perfect blend uh, or the perfect combination of longevity and projection. Right From there, we then develop what we call the minus, or the personal, or the plus, or the bold. Right. We even put the minus and plus. Everything about commodity is kind of intuitive, So we really used the minus sign and the plus sign. We use these little dots, you know, two dots, five dots. From a
1: visual cue, it's very
2: easy to understand. This is a little less, this is a little more. Exactly. And so we always begin at the middle and then each um, fragrance, meaning the personal or the bold, is kind of an alter ego. So it's not about concentration Mm. only. The, The one interesting secret is that our personal fragrances have a higher concentration than our expressive fragrances. Yes, they're 22% Mm. while our expressives are 15. And the reason is because it's not about strength. It's about projection, right? So we made a formula which stays close to your skin, but we amped up the concentration so it lasts a long time. Wow! So weakness doesn't have to, I say weakness, but a light scent doesn't have to not last Mm. a long time on the skin. And so that's how we do it. We start in the middle then we go left and right. Yeah. And I, that's
1: I believe part of the education of letting people know, hey, just because it's the minus doesn't mean it's any less wonderful to smell. It's Correct. just we've we've made it this way for you.
0: Experience modern, American, and more intuitive perfumery with a quick tour of the commodity fragrance line. We're about to explore book, milk, and paper.
1: I'd really love for you to spray some on the blotters for us. We smell them at the same time. Talk to us a little bit about what range it's in, like mm-hmm. the plus or minus or normal, and um, the notes involved. And I'm gonna, I'm just probably going to lay back
2: and sigh because they're so delicious. But let's start with the first one. So we're starting, so we're going to have one of each, right? So we'll have a, a, a one the personal, the minuses, we'll have an expressive, and we'll have a bold. Yep. So we're going to start with book personals, first personal. I think. So let's let's spray do it. that.
1: Cool. All right. Let's do this together.
2: So... Book is a crisp, <sighs> you know, we call it as like a crisp paper, crisp, woody fragrance. Um, it's the, all of our fragrances have kind of a, um, a dual nature to them, like two notes that are opposing. Mm. So in this case, the eucalyptus and the woody notes of cedar wood oppose each other. So the eucalyptus gives it this fresh, crisp top. Yes. And then the woods get warmer yes. at, the,
1: at the bottom. It's um, funny how these play together so beautifully that it is crisp,
2: but then it feels so warm. And so the, the personal version adds a uh, this this molecule called Isoe Super, which helps the fragrance last much longer on your skin, right? So you have this kind of light, crisp, mm. woody fragrance that lasts all day on your skin. Const- very fresh, const- very hard to describe, right? How do you describe a book when it comes to <laughs> yeah. to, to, to being a fragrance? So it's one of the bestsellers. Mm. Um, it's our third in line as, as the bestseller. Um, it's truly unisex as a fragrance. For sure. Um, I would say 50-50 in terms of, you know, who's wearing it. Yeah. Um This is what I wore today, actually. I wore this. Oh, I smell yeah. it. Yeah, all yeah, over it for sure. <laughs> when I when I walked in. So it's um, it's a great fragrance, actually. Beautiful. So we'll move on. Yeah. All right. Tell us about that. Okay. So now we're talking about milk. So I have to give you the backstory. Milk is one of the fragrances that we created in our, you know, as owning commodity. Right. So when we met with a perfumer, she's like, what, you know, she, she needs inspiration. Um, she said, what do you like to do? And I said, you know, um, we have a house in the mountains. And I love being in the mountains. I love being out by my fireplace. You know, I have a tractor. I'm really like an outdoors person. Um, and as a side note, I said, I like welding, you know, I'm really hands on. And she's like welding. I said, yeah, welding. Anyway, months later I go, you know, we go and the way it works is that you go to the meeting and the perfumer gives you all these different fragrances, different thoughts that they, that they had. And, you know, we went through all of them and. One of them, like midway in the collection, she's like, "Well, I made this one for you. It's kind of a wild card." Oh, so I wanted to combine. Hot, remember, everything's like dualities. Yeah, it's right? so like I wanted to combine hot and cold. You know, warm and cold. And so I took your two inspirations, which is your fireplace. So I used roasted marshmallows. Yes, and the feeling—that's what that smell is. There you go, and the feeling of cold welded steel. Whoa! Like, how do you do <laughs> cold toasted? Marshmallows. That's the beauty and of so, wow. There you go. Yeah. That's, I, I, and then we saw it. We're like, and I looked looked at each other like, this. It's like milk. By the way, of course, there's no milk in it. Right? I just have like lactonic notes, but there's no real milk in, yep, in yep. the fragrance. Um, we just. It really clicked. We made no mods, right? So what's a mod? Mod is you know you get the fragrance and then you're like, well, can you make it a little bit more sweet, a little bit less sweet, Modify. a little bit, yeah, modified, right? That's what it stands for. Nothing like that was it. It went. You're from done. There, we're done. That was, that was milk. It's our 40% of our business today. It's our number one seller. Mm. Um, I love it. I really do. It's really weird. How do you get cold? Yeah. Like this coldness of, uh, you know, cold welded steel. How did she do it? I have no idea. She won't tell me exactly, but, <laughs> but it's marshmallow notes. That's the beans. beauty of a perfumer. It's
1: like, it's a mad scientist. Like, how do you do that? It's like they're wizards. Exactly. And you described it beautifully. Cause I, to me, it's I mean, it's indescribable, this scent. You just have to smell this. You have to you, smell it. I mean, but you can say you,
2: gourmand, of course. Yeah. But, you know, that, that doesn't capture it. It's not really sweet. It's, it is a little bit, but it's a bit warm, a bit cold. A little, it's a combo of the both.
1: And when, when we say toasted marshmallows, I want to make sure everyone listening knows it's not very candy-ish or something very sweet. It's just that you, you get those notes, but then it goes to that cold steel, too. And there's something very... You get that warmth of marshmallow.
0: It's it really,
2: feels... I, I agree. It's, for me, it's always important to cut, you know, one with the other, yeah. right? So Gold, which is one of our other sellers, best sellers, um, uses amber to cut the vanilla's uh-huh. sweetness. Yes. And so when you have, you know, this perfect balance, like in food, like in any other art, you mm-hmm. know, like, uh, Yeah, Uh, They work really, really well together. So like book, you have the two opposing of the crispness of the eucalyptus. You have the warmth of the wood. For sure. Milk, you have the marshmallow and whatever she used to make
1: it cool. That's a wonderful analogy. I actually never thought of fragrances like cooking. You have this one taste. We're going to offset it with cilantro, for for example. um, And when you taste like something foody, like I've never tasted those two together, but it's a wonderful feeling. That's what fragrance is. I think we're combining things for the first time. Painting. Yeah uh, food, music, right? Mm.
2: I'm talking about notes, accords. They're all really linked. Yeah. Um, they're all very similar conceptually in terms of creating and especially painting. When you look at certain kind of impressionist art, you know, you'll see this like blue or green streak in a, in a, in a portrait that doesn't, doesn't belong there. Yeah, But for some reason, the the balance, you know, it works when it's balanced together with the other colors. And so they're very similar in
1: in the creation process. Music is my love language. So now I get it. Like we have mostly major chords here, but I put in these few minor chords and it's weird, but it works, you know, that's like a, that's like a beach
2: boy song. Well, all the terminology is the same, right? Top note, middle note, bottom note, accords. Accords are like uh, a milk accords because there's no milk uh, scent, you make an accord. You combine notes, you combine ingredients, to make that smell, it's very, very similar, actually. All right, All right. last one. So, paper plus paper is a
0: mm.
2: is an experiment. Okay, so remember, beautiful experiment. Experiment. So <laughs> let's start out with what this is: creamy, 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 sandalwood. creamy, creamy. That's really it. I can't go much deeper than that. Mm. I don't believe in overcomplicating uh, fragrance uh, descriptions too much. Mm. It's really very important. Again, it goes back to history of when I tried to do that on QVC one day, where I, I was actually on QVC. <laughs> I was, uh, like yeah, yeah. for reals? For reals. Wow. Back to the docu-series, if you watch yeah. the lover-hater video, you'll see the whole story. But I was on Is QVC. there footage of you on? No, no, I couldn't find it. I <laughs> wish I could. Yeah. I wouldn't put it on. It's like seeing yourself <laughs> from 30 years ago. Yeah. But I went on QVC and again, I stood in front of the camera and I was like, this isn't a beautiful, complex bouquet. And it's, I kept saying complex and bouquet and (laughs) complex. And you know, on camera, it's like, well, I don't know how complex bouquet, how am I supposed to buy this? Yeah. So how complex Mm -hmm. it is, right? So I'm like, now? Yeah. Creamy sandalwood. Mm -hmm. That's it. That's all you need to know. That's kind of, it's really important. You can go deeper when you see that somebody's interested, like you like notes, so I can talk to you about notes. Totally. What kind of sandalwood? Well, it's from this part of the world and we can go deeper into it. But paper Mm. is really interesting because paper expressive, remember the middle, which is um, where we start from yep. is a, it's an Iso-e super, which is a very cedar woody smelling kind yep. of wood, uh, pra- uh scent fragrance. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's characteristic is that it doesn't smell on paper. Mm. It's really odd, mm. right? Mm. Um, you, when you put Iso-e super on a piece of paper, you can't really smell it. Oh, wow. It develops over time It when you on put it on skin. your on skin yeah. and it's one of the rare ingredients that actually, for me, it's not like a fact, but for me, Instead of getting weaker, like most fragrances do, uh, isoe super develops. Mm. It kind of builds on your skin, right? So it's Com- the- So that's the complex. It gets a little bit more complex as you wear it? Yeah, because you put it on and you're like, I don't really smell anything, yeah. and then you go home, you're like, whoa, what? whoa. what's going on yeah. here? Like, what am I smelling, right? I love that. And so, when the paper trilogy, how do you make something that doesn't smell to smell more, mm. stronger, <laughs> right? Yeah. So. Yeah. The Paper Trilogy is an experiment in molecules. And so Paper Expressive is a kind of a cedar woody. The, the, the Paper Personal has a little bit more of a feminine touch. It's using other ingredients like Cedilux and, and so on. Mm. And Paper Plus has a real creamy note, which is um, a sandalwood creamy note. Love it. Um, it's one of my favorites. Mm. I can't get enough of it. I want to make it a bit stronger, a bit long, because I love it so much. I keep applying it all the time on my skin. Um, I would say that, you know, velvet is one of my favorites in the collection. Yep. I would say paper plus is my second favorite in the collection. Not that it's second best. It's just my second favorite. Personally.
1: And this is me really being honest, right? There's, they're all wonderful and they all complement each other. I think that's really hard to do. They, they, they smell different. The scent I get are different on my skin, but they're all so lovely. And then when you start to combine them, it just makes it. Complex in the most beautiful way. Thank you. Yeah, yeah so, and
2: there and you can com- many people combine them. Yeah, yeah. like, like um, for example, gold minus and milk is combined all the time. Yeah. So we we're thinking. So when we
1: talk about combine, I can spray both together. But are, are there people? Can you kind of mix them?
2: Or I would wouldn't. that just kind of cancel that out? I wouldn't. You wouldn't. Yeah. Um. You know. You don't open a bottle and all yeah, that yeah. kind of stuff. But <laughs> but you you definitely layer. Layer. We're, we're, yes. We're gone
1: from the days of signature. So about the. Fragrances, when you say, I I wish I can keep going and make this even more, are there plans to extend that range? So if you talk about Paper Plus, for instance, as an example, and you wanna make it more expressive, are you done with those and you're inventing new scents? Or would you ever push that nature?
2: We have like a spy in our company, is that what's going on here? (laughs) Oh, Um, well. So that's a great question. If you asked me six months ago, I'd say, well, isn't three enough, you know? Mm. going back to the market trend, I am thinking about like, I don't know what you, even to call it like insanely beast mode or whatever, you know, like really <laughs> plus, 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 like super plus. Yeah. Um, we're thinking about it, That's awesome, uh, but not of, of all of them, you know, we, yeah. we think about taking one or two, maybe a limited edition. How could, how could you not just like experiment with that? It depends, you know, going back to art and so on, you uh. know, sometimes you keep painting and then it's finished. Like you're done. Yeah. You know, you just got to like wrap it up. Even though if the painting's not finished, but you kind of ruin it if you keep mm-hmm. keep going. Yeah. And so same with music. Like same that. with music. That song's done. It's done, right? Yeah. So it, I'd love to do it. Uh, can we? Can we do do justice to the collection? Mm-hmm. Is the real question.
1: And that would be also. I would say that an experiment. We're going beast mode now with this. Mm-hmm. Let's see how people react to it. Let's see how people react to
2: it. Um but the the beauty of it is that we're not um guided by having international blockbuster successes. so if I make it and we make some bottles and you know and some people like it that's that's good enough for us because we're really kind of experimenting mm-hmm. in um, in building a brand around the discovery of of you know people's desires of strength and and, and fragrances so we we're, we're we have a much different um set of criteria for success than I think a lot of big companies do. So if it smells
0: good, we'll do it. We're actually working on it. Lovely. It's time for Scent Connection, Life Moments Edition. Benny brings up a moment from his life, and Vicken shares the scent or feeling that immediately comes to mind.
1: Going back to that moment on the beach when you got the text message and you're like, yep, I'm going to buy this company. What did that feel like, and can you describe a fragrance around that?
2: Wow, that's a tough one. Um, what did it feel like? So first excitement, uh, nervousness, and then immediately, you know, I think I can do this. Mm. this is it. It's like really like three three quick thoughts um, went into my head is you know uh, uh, not much more than that. Yeah, I associated with the fragrance rain uh. from our collection mm. because I knew that some people liked it and I knew that I was going to chop it. And I knew they were going to chop my head off. Uh, so that day for me is with rain—not rain, the physical rain—but yeah. the fragrance rain, which is kind of a a light floral mm. kind of you know fresh floral scent. Um. So I it's happy. So as I don't like florals too much, but it's a happy yeah yeah happy scent. Yeah. Happy moment. Cool. And I associated with that. Yeah. That's that's
1: I love that moment. It's happy and success and just like the unknown. Yeah. We're we gonna do this. Yeah. Nervousness, yeah. but fun nervousness. Yeah. Sort of thing. Excitement. Yeah, that's, that's cool. Yeah. Um, having, coming up with the idea of sense Space, you know, I was telling you a, bit, a little bit about my podcast musical idea. I'm mm-hmm. like, I don't know if anyone's done this before. Like right. we got to get started. Same with that concept. How did you feel thinking like, oh, no one's ever done this m- minus and plus before? I think I have a pretty major idea. Like, let's
2: get this started right away. What did that feel like? Um, again, uh, the, the creation part wasn't. Did not have anxiety at all because, you know, we represent brands that have so many fragrances in them, right? So let's take a brand like Montal. I don't know officially it has 80 fragrances. We only have 30 of them, right? So if in our office, I always um wanted to find a way to navigate these artisanal fragrances. And I always would put them light to dark as a fragrance. Although there's no such thing oh, as yeah. light to dark, but yeah. you know, cologne, citrus, whatever, florals, woods, you know, deeper and deeper and deeper, and ouds at the end, kind of thing, right? So I've always gone through that process. And so I was always putting anything I get, I'm like reshuffling around like an OCD kind of person. So, right. you know, I was putting commodity in the lineup of like where I would do it. And so if I'm gonna associate, so there was really no feelings, I have to say. I'm like, I can't really, I don't wanna make up anything. No yeah, it's not really feelings. I was just, it's okay. just working. Um, But oud is what I would say is the question mark, right? Where does oud belong in this collection? And the idea that, you know, oud represents historically fragrances from the Middle East. And then it, there was like this divide. Those are for Middle East and America likes this. All that's gone, right? So how do we bring that into our collection one day? Um, and where would it fit? And again, if you just see my hand motion, I'm making like a <laughs> yeah. like a piano thing, yeah. right? Like- You have all these rows of all things. All these rows of things. Where's this going? Where does this go into? Yeah. And so I, I associated oud with it because you know, it's the counterpoint. It's the it's the strong. It's the it's the it's the beast part of the collection. So if there's a strong, there must be the light, you know, and and that's what I associate as a fragrance.
1: Oh, I hadn't thought about that. With with every feeling, there's a darkness and a lightness to it. Like you might feel one way and you can go darker or you can go lighter. That's right. That's cool. Well, do you
2: associate days of the week with color? Sometimes. Right. Some people do. Yeah. I don't, but I've I've realized a lot of people do. Yeah. And and people fight over it. They're like, no, no, Monday's yellow, definitely. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Mondays and Tuesdays are like in a you know softer pastel color See? for
0: me,
1: but Friday, go. Saturday is like sunny, bright. Sunny, bright. Yeah, yeah. See that? Uh, getting a, a little personal, talking about your family, I know you have this wonderful history of your first business and, and learning about fragrances from your family business. Um, just working with your dad at Royal Beauty Group, tell us a little bit about that experience and if you could kind of summarize
2: a scent with that memory, what would it be? The, the most important memory I have is, he used to come into my room and I used to kind of live at home, and you he know, wake, wakes me up in the morning, I'm not awake. He's like, are you awake? I'm like, I'm awake now. <laughs> yeah. Um, and he would take a bottle of whatever was on my shelf, a oh. fragrance. Usually it was like a like a Versace per ohm kind of thing, yeah. right? So at that time, and he would, don't do this at home. <laughs> Let me just start right now. I don't there. know, I'm like, this might be do a good idea for my, th- me and my son. Do not do this at home. And I'm not even joking. He would take the fragrance, point it at his face, close his eyes, and spray it on his face, oh, and then an, inhale. I think he had no blood. I think he had fragrance <laughs> as a as a as a in nice. his in his veins in yeah. his bloodstream. And so I always associated those kind of like classical uh, masculine fragrances, yeah. you know, with my father um, and that experience mm. of, of of growing up with him um, in the industry. So That's fun. It was, um, it was it was good. It's good good memories. So Vic,
1: and I think you have this personal business philosophy and it kind of maybe goes hand in hand with this Oprah effect. Talk to me a little bit about your your personal philosophy and what that means to you and and the company,
2: your business all all together. Um, You know, I've talked about the Oprah effect a lot. So I, I actually like building hard businesses or difficult businesses because, you know, it creates a kind of barrier to entry for other people and it lasts a longer time. And many people have always asked, why don't you send samples to Oprah or whatever? And... And I never did, of course. And I didn't because I'm fascinated by how to build a brand. And of course, if I sent it to Oprah and she loved it, it would work. But I can't replicate that. So I'm always looking for kind of the formula. Like, how do I, how do I, if you want to make a fragrance. So, yeah. well, what if you can't get, what if Oprah's not going to put your fragrance? Yeah, what do I so do? So what's the alternative? Yeah, for sure. So it's always about not relying on on Oprah, mm. I guess, is what it is. Uh, but if Oprah wants our fragrance, <laughs> yeah. you know, we'll send her sample. Um, So, yeah, and there's this philosophy of things going up very quickly. You know, in business, especially in the fragrance business, you have to have horse blinders on. Mm. Don't look at the other Mm -hmm. companies. Don't look at what's happening, things going viral and so on. You know, build uh, a business step by step. Um, You know, our collaboration with Scentbird, I don't know if it goes back to like day one, but practically I would say it goes back to day one. Beautiful. Because, I really believed in sampling, uh-huh. and in, and you know, Sempert allows and and other and other companies allow um, the consumer to try fragrances and um, experiment and experiment yeah. because you know, time and time again, you spray it on, you like it, you go home, like a couple of hours later, it's not the same. Yeah, and it's I just and I not. had just spent over hundred dollars on this just bottle. Exactly yeah. right, and so. You know, I'm not trying to plug Stamp but you know, we work with many companies, Hamper being one of them. And I love this co- concept of one customer at a time, get it into their hands. Yes. They may like it, they may not like it. Um, and then move on to the next, Try and again. move on to the next. Yeah. And and the slow build, like the quantity. I think in any industry you'll you'll um find uh, an agreement that you know building a brand slowly mm. ensures longevity mm-hmm. um more than the fast build. It's not absolute. Yes, there's brands that skyrocket and yeah, potentially yeah. Can, can be that way. But if I'm a betting person, yep, yep. Uh, I go for the slow build. Slow game. Slow game. Long game. Long game. That's long game. Long so game. It,
1: it's like being patient, being mindful, being thoughtful. We have some big ideas. Right. Here's our trajectory. We're going we're gonna to take it slow. Yeah, we're so going to learn along the way. We're definitely going to make mistakes along the way. That's for sure. Quick on that. Can you name one?
2: Can I name a mistake? <laughs> Biggin's like, well, we make mistakes. All right, actually, I'll have mis- we made a mistake? I'll take a mistake that we avoided. Mm. How about that, yeah, right? Please. So so we increased our prices, of whatever it was, like five months ago, yeah. right? And so, you know, I'm 50, so I'm a slightly traditional guy, right? So when my team came, and like, we're gonna raise the prices, what should we do? I'm like, don't worry about it, just raise it. <laughs> you know, some people will complain, and then, you know, whatever. I mean, everyone's yeah. raising their prices. It's inflation. inflation, you know, it was just like, I'm so busy and I'm not thinking clearly, and my team was like, no. We're gonna do a whole um, uh, transparent marketing effort. Instagram post, live, story, the whole thing. This is why we're doing it. This is you know, w- how it's gonna affect you. This is what you're getting. And I, honestly, it was, as a business principle, like, I was fascinated by the reply, right? So we had, I think if you look back at the post, mm. 99 comments, of which 96 were positive, mm. like clapping hands, oh, wow. do more. We don't mind. You can go higher. I couldn't believe it. Wow. And, you know, traditional business would tell you that they're going to curse you out. Yeah. Just three people only that said, you know, <laughs> boo. And it wasn't even bad. Yeah. yeah. It was just like, boo, you yeah, know, whatever. Yeah. Um, It was fascinating. Mm. And that's a mistake that we avoid, And it's not due to me. It's to my team. So that's a mistake I would have made. I would have been like, doesn't matter. Cool. Yeah. A well, yeah. You know, yeah. Um, but nothing... We're only, a, you know, it's a blip in history. So it's only been a year. Totally, we're gonna make some mistakes. Yeah. Um. But that's the beauty of learning is you can't
1: learn unless you make a mistake and learn from it.
2: Hundred percent. Hundred percent. It
1: sounds like um you're doing so well, and it's been such a pleasure chatting with you. Your fragrances are divine. Thank uh, you. And and just congratulations on on having for me being a creative person having an idea possibly know no one's done it before and, and going after it and, and trying it and, and it sounds like it's been a success. So congratulations. Goodbye I appreciate that.
2: You. Thank you so much. And thanks to our, you know, our, our community for for supporting us and cool. pushing can, us. Awesome to have you. Thanks again Thank for you. joining us at Scent World. Thank you so much. Talk to you soon.
0: That was Benny Campa and Vikan Arslanian from Commodity, based in Inglewood, New Jersey. Up next on Scent World, Smell like the perfumed court of King Louis XV with Yvonne Jacqueline from Parfums de Marly. You've been listening to Scent World. Know a fragrance lover who would enjoy the show? Share Scent World and bring them on a journey of self-expression through scent. Scent World is a Scentbird original series produced by Flowship. Today's episode was executive produced by Maria nur Produced by Mike Giordani. Edited by Ramiro Gava. Mixed by Alex Roses. Production support by Pele Melendez. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time.